Supreme Court is leaving in place the conspiracy conviction by a military tribunal of Ali Hazma al-Bahul, who is Osama bin Laden's assistant. Oh, no! What a shame. Whatever shall I do? I feel so bad for Osama bin Laden's assistants that they can't get pardons. And... New Jersey Governor Chris Christie said yesterday, it's not good that President Donald Trump has yet to declare the opioid crisis a national emergency. You know it's gotten bad when Trump finally turns his back on white people, too. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, you know we got bad blood here on the Trump Report. Executive producers Maria Menounos. And executive producer Maria Menounos also. And Phil Svitek. There is a lot of bad blood. Watch out for them. Uh, Welcome to Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. Uh, We're keeping Taylor Swift very loud for the sake of... After Buzz's number one Swifty, Drexel Hurd at the other end of the desk. Ah, Drexel Hurd. I blame Taylor Swift for what happened at the top of the show. (laughs) <laughs> what happened to the top of the show? When, when that whole thing played oh. over. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's true. When bad things right, happen, bad it's things because happen. of Taylor Swift. That You know what? It's not entirely wrong. So you were saying before we started, by the way, and we'll get to the Trump, but your uh, wedding band. They're the same people. The, the, Taylor Swift and Trump. There was a whole article about that. Yeah. Well, that, ta- that Taylor Swift is Trump? I brought it up before. Like They have the same like mindset. And they both dated John Mayer. But you were saying that... <laughs> Your wedding, band, your wedding band has a very short, like, do not play list. Yes, and Taylor Swift is the number one do not play. I mean, you could play the Macarena. Oh, gee. You even can the play, Macarena? You can play Mambo number five. Not, listen, no. listen, a little bit of Monica you, on my mind. You cannot play Taylor. Like, I would much rather you play those over Taylor oh, Swift. I'm with That's you. I, yeah. I like Taylor. Oh, you, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, super. Wait, wait. Uh, all-Star. What is that band's Smash name? Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Oh, man. Getting old. Or I'm getting younger that I can't remember Smash Mouth. Anyway, next to Drexel, Chelsea Galicia. I Chelsea Galicia. You can say hi. Hi. <laughs> I, I got accused of not letting you talk, so I wanted to let you at least say hi. And making her triumphant return to the panel, Brooks Elise at Brooks Elise TV. Uh, not with us today, but in spirit Scott Moore, follow him at S-Man 80. Just because he's not here doesn't mean he doesn't deserve your follow. He uh, tries to antagonize Mitch Trump McConnell. Troll. He's a He's a pretty good Trump, 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 Trump troll. troll. <laughs> and you can follow the show at Trump Report ABTV. And that's pretty much all you need to know. Who are you? Uh, I'm Chris... <laughs> I didn't say? Wow, I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And you know what? The only reason that Tony wanted, Anthony wanted to make sure that... I said who I was is so that I say, and don't forget our friend in the booth, Anthony at Tony B Dead D E D. I mean that's not what I said. It's funny. No, you were just trying to get the plug in. You're right. But I, I and appreciate it. Thank and uh, Anthony actually produces most of the shows that I do here. I may have confused him with Steve earlier and thought he did all of them. But anyway, that's not why anybody tuned in. So we had bad blood at the top of the show because uh, we're able to start in oh no you didn't territory, which yes. is. President Trump's feud with Bob Corker. And uh, this is great for a guy named Corker, you know, to just get this much attention. Uh, Corker's outbursts uh, Sunday night to the New York Times. He suggested that Trump could lead the nation accidentally into World War III, which I guess for a senator in his party, I guess it's surprising. But I was just like, this isn't anything new. 
But I guess because Bar- Bob Corker said it. And then after that, he tweeted that the White House had been turned into an adult daycare center, which I, I took to mean something else. I was thinking of, of more that he, it's kind of turned the White House into a hospice because everybody, it's just a matter of time. An adult? Adult daycare? Adult daycare center, Let's keep it yeah. with child And daycare. my favorite part of this, and there's more. I'm just sort of giving the, the highlights for children here. Uh, Trump referred to Corker as Little Bob on Twitter. And how did he spell little? Oh, L-I-D-D-L-E. And articles I read quoting that did not even take a moment. And I was reading the Washington Post and, and, uh, I don't know, somewhere, maybe Politico. They didn't even have the... I mean, we get it, it's spelled wrong, but... That's really interesting. That's an important part of 140 characters that he spelled little wrong. He purposely, and, obviously, and, spelled it that way. You know what it was? It was did. because he wants to separate the difference between Marco Rubio and Bob Corker. Marco Rubio got little with two T's. Mm-hmm. Bob Corker gets little with two you know, when you say like little, little, well, the here's, little. No, here's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not as great at nicknames <laughs> as President Trump. I've never named anybody Rocky Man, but I would call him Lil Bob, L I apostrophe L, because there's it's like oh, Lil Lil Bob. That would be too black for Donald Trump. That's too Ooh. close. Yeah, yeah. To color. He doesn't want to reach out to the color. Right? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, and then this sort of brought up the stories <laughs> that uh, President Trump had considered Corker for Secretary of State, but thought he was. Too short, uh, not the rapper too short with the dollar <laughs> sign. Him too short. He would. President Trump has already <laughs> lost in this conversation. But uh, he went with instead Rex Tillerson, who, as we know, uh, is referred to him as a moron, but we'll talk about that later. So, um, Brooke, since you're next to me. and, and I'm just reveling in all of it, So yes. give us your thoughts about uh, the latest uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, give us your little thoughts about Lil Bob. <laughs> I just think that this week is so much fun. We got little Bob Corker talking crap on one side. Who else do we have? Oh, and we have his ex-wife Ivana, too, claiming to be first lady. And there's beef everywhere, and I love it. <laughs> well, It's like a new Cardi B song. <laughs> you want to mess with me? I don't even know who Cardi B is. What? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that the black guy in the panel I said it because no I'm just idea. like, no I'm like, that's it. you know what? Just <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my 40s, so that's my excuse for everything. Um, I, I I feel like Chelsea, you're just going to throw your hands up in, at, at the whole thing. But let me let me ask this in a different way than I would usually ask it. Do you think it's beneath Bob Corker to keep engaging with President Trump? Should he just be like, whatever, this guy's not worth my time? I can just imagine, like, the steam building in the GOP and that some somebody's got to blow, and it's going to be, I guess, him. Um, I, I commend him for coming out exactly. and saying this, because even though he's not running for re-election, you, it's still a risk to have Trump come after you. Yeah, and I think that there's been some conversation about, you know, a lot of senators feel this way. None of them have endorsed him, but you also don't have people denouncing him either. It's a lot of like, okay, mommy and daddy are fighting. I'm just going to sit here and look at my macaroni and cheese and uh, just hope that I don't get dragged into this. <laughs> Nobody asks what's going on in my state. So, uh, yeah, I and at this point, we're just looking for things that are entertaining. And little Bob spelled wrong is, uh, is right up our alley. Uh, Drexel, do you think... That this is uh, important enough to have at the top of the show. <laughs> because I had to justify playing Taylor Swift for reasons other than just irritating you. I, I, th- <laughs> I think that um, 
that the feud within the Republican Party is starting to come, start, start, starting to bubble up a little yeah. bit more than what we had anticipated it to. Um, there's, you know, it's a kind of crazy. And we talk, I talk about it all the time that there's no reason why this party should be governing, and um, especially when you have the majority. Like this is a cakewalk. Like this should be a cakewalk for Republicans. And now you've got Steve Bannon coming out on Hannity. Saying that he that every Republican should be scared, that he's going to primary every Republican, that his group is going to primary every Republican, and uh, and you know I think that this does not help um, Mitch McConnell at all. I yeah. mean Bob Corker and that kind of wing. I mean any any beef with the president um, will hurt them, and I think will eventually hurt Republicans in the long run. Uh, Marsha Blackburn, I haven't heard anything from her yet. Marsha Blackburn is a representative from Tennessee, where Bob Corker is from. She's running for the open Senate seat that I think Lamar Alexander is not running for re-election. So now there's, or maybe she's running for Corker's seat. So she has not said anything yet. And I think that's very telling to see where Marsha Blackburn, whose side Marsha Blackburn will be on, and what kind of senator she will be. And if she doesn't make a statement in support of Bob Corker, um, it's safe to say that she will be on the side of Steve Bannon, especially considering that Citizens United has come out in strong support of Marsha Blackburn um, over the weekend. So um, I think the people that's what people should really be focused on uh, that's happening in Tennessee specific because Bob Corker is from there is Bob Corker is a very powerful chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Um, he's not going away anytime soon. He's not going to resign as, as, as Steve Bannon has suggested. Um, and anything that the president wants to do over the next few months, uh, Bob Corker has the um, power um, to not allow that to happen. Well, it's an interesting point that you bring up is sort of, you know, everybody's kind of playing this waiting game and like, oh, what do I say? Who do I side with? Uh, and and it's, it's a shame Scott's not here because it, it deals with polling, one of his favorite things. And I saw an article, uh, it, it was linked from Real Clear Politics, so I actually forget the source. My apologies, source. But it was that uh, President Trump is uh, having some popularity problems in, in every state now, and he's down, I think, in a, a minimum of 19 points from Inauguration Day. And, you know, they make a point, Larry Sabato from, from the uh, Center for Politics in Virginia makes the point, like, you know, it happens all the time that once you're in office, it drops, but this is very fast. And the interesting thing I thought, and the reason why I bring it up as part of this conversation, is that President Trump only has a majority of support, you know, where more people approve than disapprove of him in 12 states. Um, and I think it's the wrong 12 states, because I guess you can probably, I, I, you know, I could have Scott do the math if he was here. But I don't I, I, I think if you win the right 12 states, you're almost president. But I, I'm pretty sure they're not those states. <laughs> right. So, you know, um, I think it's trending downward. And that's why next year will be even that much more fascinating is because it's like. You have, you know, the the little, like, yip, yip, yip dog Steve Bannon, you know, like, literally trying to bite your ankles. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, but people aren't really voting that way, you know? Yeah. I mean, we don't expect them to. So uh, I, I you'd think it's a good time to be a Democrat, Drexel, uh, in 2018? It's always a good it's time. Always a, it's always a good time to be a Democrat. Uh, but I think that what people have to realize, we just had John Chung on our show in the, in the last uh, on Political Beat um, an hour ago. And he, you know, we asked him questions that Democrats want to know about health care and about sure. college education and, 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 and certain things. And that's the kind of stuff that people, that Democrats have to talk about. I'm glad that, you know, if this is Harry Reid 
you know, we like Harry Reid for the legislative maneuvering chess playing that he was good at. But I feel like Harry Reid would have latched onto this and probably would have made fun of that. And this is not what this is. That's not the time. This is not the time for Democrats to be making let the Republicans kind of invite themselves and kind of go on about the agenda. Um, and to your point on polling, Donald Trump started the year out with 51 percent of rural Americans um, approving of the job that he was doing over the first couple of months. That number is down to like 47 percent or I'm sorry, it was it was upwards of 60 percent. Now it's right, down now to it's like now it's at 47 percent of rural Americans. And that's going to be a problem for him because we know that in the first year, if, if Republicans don't do don't take care of tax reform in the first year. The second year, the Trump administration is not going to be able to do anything. It's the first and third year in politics where presidents can actually, or in in a, in a term where presidents can actually do something. And if Republicans don't get anything done this year, they're going to be lame duck for another year, and then that's going to be bad for Republicans and some somewhat good for Democrats. And Democrats have to figure out how to message that piece um, to make it a little bit better for flyover and rural Americans. And if they don't do that. Um, then the Democrats will lose again. And, and and I'm not saying just flyover states, but just messaging in general, the Democrats are going to lose again. But um, I think this is always a good time to be Democrats because uh, there's not a lot. We have a lot of infighting, but I think that uh, we're starting to figure out the groove of what needs to be done and, and, uh, and put the right people in front of the cameras. And um, as long as they continue to do that, listen, I, I'm all for Bernie Sanders going on CNN town hall every week since giving something to do um, and, and spouting the <laughs> and spouting the Democratic message and getting that message out there. And if that's what's going to take people to get to the polls, then do it, yeah. you know, and 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 uh, and let that be let the messenger carry that message. Um, but um, do not underestimate. I, I would be very shocked if Republican voters allowed Steve Bannon to bring up a calvary of misogynistic, racist, not so economically sound, and and, and actually care about people candidates um, and have them win across the country. If, if Republicans are smart, they take this opportunity while they have someone like Bob Corker standing up to Trump and start siding with him and start you know, having some balls and really start talking and, and standing for what they truly represent, which I think is not all bad. Right. Um, because I don't, I don't think that they're completely irrational in every single issue. And it would be great to hear more people. If they can just detach themselves from Trump, they might have a chance. I mean, his numbers are going down, too, as well, in the, in the Rust Belt states also. And you, you talk about a second year. We're hoping that that doesn't happen and, and Republicans can pull themselves away and at least save some face. Y'all are looking um, at me like... No, no, I, I, I only bring that up because I think I'm only looking, I'm only listening because I'm like, I feel like Republicans are afraid that if they detach from Donald Trump, A, they'll get hit in the polls, which is not something they want to go into 2018 with. But at the same time, I feel like they think that Donald Trump will retaliate against them. Yeah, but and, they'll be stronger in numbers. If, if more of them, I think maybe they might be able to move more of that rational base with Trump them. Are Trump or Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> oh, uh, we'll, we'll get Hollywood no, or but the, but Congress. The, but, the, but the crazy thing about it is, is Bob Corker said something that was really, like, alarming. Like, he said some alarming stuff, like, that the president has to be, like, corralled and, like, thing, like people, they have to, like, like, I, I was re- watching MSNBC before the, before I came to the studio and they were like, you know, President Trump's like a, like a, a pressure cooker that's about to blow. Like, if Republican, and, they, and Bob Corker said, my Republican colleagues feel the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. If you feel the same way, why is it that Donald Trump is 
at this point in the game president of the United States. Um, where Republicans because he lies outside, well. yeah, outside of That's Russia, out, if, if if Republicans, if the Russia, say the Russia situation was not being investigated right now, we would be talking about the stability of the president of the United States. And right. Republicans don't want to talk about. They're like, well, let's let the Russia thing happen because that'll be cover if we feel like we need to impeach the president at some right. point. Instead of this guy's unstable and it's mm-hmm. our fault. Let's let the Democrats bring him down, not us. But if we bring him down because he's unstable, that's going to be bad for us later on down the road. Hmm. What did you want to say? Chelsea? I was going to piggyback off of what Brooke was thinking, and if enough you know, normal Republicans, can I call them that? <laughs> you know, gang up together. Mm-hmm. With the Democrats, they could maybe unseat him with the 25th Amendment? Well, I don't know that they're looking at it in those kind of grand terms, either, either way. I 25th think doesn't apply to Congress. 25th only applies to the Cabinet. Cabinet has to invoke 25th, and then the Congress has, and then the Congress has to sign off. Con- Congress can't do that. Well, no. either, either way, to your point, that they could focus on getting rid of them, and I don't know that that's actually their goal. You know, I think the thing that surprises me more is that they sort of stand idly by while he, you know, tries to bully them into voting for things they don't want to vote for. And then they don't vote for them. But at the same time, I guess they just figure like, oh, just let him do that. Let him, you know, it's like, it's like when you, it's like when you let your dog out of the car after a long ride, just let him run around and chase his tail and then he's going to be tired and he's going to fall asleep. He's probably going to shit himself. So, you know, that's probably what they figure. Oh, that's, the president's that's what gonna I was do. listening is that, that's what I was hearing is that the, the, the White House just lets him say what he wants to say. And it's like the kettle, like it's got to bubble up and yeah. it's got to bubble back down. Let him mm-hmm. say what he got to say and then do that. And I, I yeah. feel bad for John Kennedy. But when, I would when, think that when, they'd get exhausted after a while. When, when he gets all steamed up, hear him shout, tip him over and pour him out. <laughs> and then it's all over. Um, what I did want to ask you, Chelsea, uh, was your thoughts for at this moment, considering the climate, considering the, and I don't mean the climate as, as in like, you know, uh, climate change. No, I mean fake, the so. political, fake, hashtag fake news. I'm talking about the political climate, the sort of the trending downward popularity. How do you think Democrats should really, what message should they be putting out there right now you know you want it to be simple you want it to be something that speaks to people what would you if they if your friend jane sanders whom you're very good friends with if she was like what should we be out there saying what would what would you text back other than other than hey jane (laughs) great to hear from you what would you then follow that up with what do you think democrats should focus on you know obviously this is the question of the century i think (laughs) if this could be figured out it's like asking things would be yeah things would be very different um, and I, th- I, I think, I hope, and actually I know that they are working on it. Um, but I, I you don't I know what's best. I, no, I, I, I've actually seen some of what's going to be recommended. Okay. And it's brilliant stuff. So are they going to finally get into the bottom, uh, to the bottom of who killed Biggie? Because I mean, there's things that America wants we to know. We all know. See, what, what I, I don't know that. Both of them. I, that's Brooke both Solis at Brooke Solis TV. I would fault. never say anything alleged towards Suge Knight. Anyway, I mean, if, if it was personally, <laughs> Suge Knight out of prison right now. But no, we do live in LA. Still, uh, okay, so yeah, it was Suge Knight. Yeah, they, they don't let his son talk. But we're to not him, safe but anyway. even if he's in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> Me personally, I wish the Democrats would stand up and say. All right, we effed up. We said we were the party of the people, and then somehow, whether it's taking money or just this is how we thought we'd win elections, we started being quasi-Republicans and quasi-Republicans on the economy. And, you know, 
you know, liberal socially, and we forgot about the base of America, and uh, we're going to fix campaign finance. We're going to, you know, end the role of, of corporations in our elections. We're going to clean Washington up. No more. Are they going to drain the swamp? We got to find a better term than that. I, I, Are they going to stop I, taking money from people who harass women? No, they're politicians. Uh, well, they'll take money I from mean, people who there, have money. There are things that that can be done. I, I think if the I wish that the Democrats are like we are here to clean up the corruption in our house and in theirs. Um, I wanted to get a comment out of the chat. Yeah, I the got the demon knot. Well, I'll get to you in a second, but I didn't want to go. Uh, demon knot points out Democrats will lose if they just talk about Trump. Absolutely true. I agree with that. Demon knot. Uh, if they just talk about Trump, you know, you can point some things out. Uh, tell us how you will create jobs, health care. No one cares about Trump. Give us jobs. Uh, fox the economy. Stay out of the wars. Uh, so that's a couple comments from Demonot there. I don't know what the word Fox meant there. It really threw me off. Uh, I'm like, what was he trying to Four? say? Fix the economy. Fix, Fix the, economy. the economy. Thank, economy. Thank you. And that, that's uh, not being a jerk see, about typos. I really got confused. I was thinking like Fox News, and I'm right, like, right. what is he trying to say? Right, oh, right, fix. Right, right. Fixing. Fix the, the see, we can't fix the economy as long as corporations are running. We have like giant monopolies. I mean, do you guys remember when cell phones had like six, seven different carriers that you could? Like, choose from? There's like four or five still. Yeah. For real, there's like two big ones. And okay. then, you know. And then there's T-Mobile. You're talking about carriers, yeah. Not, yeah. Not I mean, makers. think of any industry. I was reminded of this because I saw a John Oliver uh, episode where he's talking about, I mean, just in every industry from beer to makeup to all sorts of things that you would never think have been consolidated down into one or two ginormous Corporations that control it, there's no competition. The little guy isn't going to try and compete with the big guy. He'll just be stomped on. This is the reason that the economy isn't going well. Um, Drexel. Well, here, hold on a sec. The reason the economy isn't going well for everyday Americans. It's going well. It's going middle, really well for some class. people. It's going, yeah. up, it's going well middle for... America. Like, have you seen Rex Tillerson's portfolio? He's doing very well. Drexel, I feel like there were some <laughs> things no that you wanted to address. He's not a moron. <laughs> Who's not a moron? Rex you. Tillerson. Also Rex Tillerson. <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I think that they're... De- the, first of all, Democrats shouldn't be listening to Jane Sanders. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Um, which is fine. They can listen. No, it's not fine. Um, but I do think that there are um, – I think that what people forget is that a majority of Americans believe in the policies that Democrats have been putting forth. It's not the poli- – Democrats never – from a policy perspective never, for, never wavered from the idea that helping um, – um, helping Americans across the country is the top priority. That's what they say, but they haven't okay, been doing so, it. But we're talking about policy first. Sure. I think, and, and so so I think that people have to be able to separate policy from actual governing. And if we look at the way that, that Congress has been kind of laid out, the way that gerrymandering has played in kind of kind of limiting limiting Democrats' ability to actually accomplish things, um, that is a true, that, that's something that people cannot forget. And so if we look at 2010, when 2009, when Barack Obama got elected, 2010, uh, Democrats spent a lot of political capital on something they felt strongly about in health care, where we all thought that and and how much time Democrats and Nancy Pelosi and Harry Reid and Barack Obama, them, that trio spent in trying to accomplish something that had not been accomplished ever. 
um, since Medicaid and Medicaid, since Medicare and Medicaid. And so where Democrats may have tripped up is spending that political capital on health care and not being instead of doing one big thing, doing a bunch of small things um, in a small amount of time. And I think once 21, then one, now they're in health care. After health care, they end up losing the House. After that, they can't do anything. Barack Obama can't do anything. And so from a political standpoint, people have to people have to remember that Democrats really were in a bind when it comes. Democrats have not forgotten where they come from when it comes to policy. If they are now having to figure out Republicans have the House, Democrats have the Senate at a time. Now Democrats have to work with Republicans to try to figure out how to push an agenda. How do you do that? Now you've got to compromise in a way that Democrats more liberals on the left might not feel comfortable um, doing that. But that's that's the part of governing. The part of governing is saying, I the only way to push my agenda forward is to come to the table and try to figure that out. And so I don't want people to think that, from Chelsea's point of view, is that Democrats have forgotten that. They just have to govern. They have to be the grown-ups and say, I now have to do this with my counterparts, or we will be at a stalemate for the rest of the term, which is where Republicans are right now, because they can't even get their members in line to push the president's agenda, a president's agenda who controls an entire government. So if you really think about that, if you really think about Democrats aside, if Republicans who control a government cannot control, cannot push a legislative agenda, what do you think the Democrats had to deal with when they were just the Senate and no House and the presidency? They just couldn't do anything. So I, so I, 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 I hate when people say, oh, Democrats have forgotten the little people, because Democrats have been trying to if you listen to what Democrats have been saying and the policies they've been pushing, they have not forgotten. It is just very difficult in the system that we're in to make those changes. It is very different to say something and do something. You can't do something. That's no. what I'm saying. All right, here we go. How about this? How about this? You arrest some of the Wall Street guys. You, instead of giving the TARP money to the banks... Give everybody. But that's a, not a, a legis- That's not, we're talking about the government. We're not talking about. We're not talking about what the Justice Department could have done. We're talking about a legislative fix for Democrats and Republicans to actually do. People something. got pissed about how the bailouts. Yes, but the that ba- was a, yes, but that was a legislative fix that Barack Obama felt that the economy needed a push, and that's the, where Democrats and Republicans the, felt like that that needed to happen. Are pissed off that that money went to the banks, and you just want the economy to flop. If do you if want the you're global, a true that's the thing. Would, would you like the global? If you're a true econ- capitalist, and I, I would I you I'm, like the global? You know that if the Barack Obama had not pumped that money into Wall Street, the global economy would have tanked. You know that. I do not believe oh. that that's true. That money needed to go in. How about how about giving the money to people so that they can pay for their mortgages? Then the banks would be getting the their Department money. of Education. The Department of uh, um, um, uh, the HUD. Uh, housing, uh, and housing and urban development. development did have programs to do that, but you do need a legislative fix to do that. Democrats weren't going to get that money from Republicans to actually put a budget together to do that. Barack Obama couldn't even pass a budget to get that money to Health and Human Services when you've got Julian Castro as, as head of HUD looking at it being like, yeah, we want to pump that money back into housing and mortgages. We want to put that money back out there, but we cannot do that because Republicans will not let us do that. This is fun. It's like Brooke and I have a front row seat <laughs> for, <laughs> for the political beat. Well, Drex- it's not that Tuesdays it's not that, it's not at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on After Buzz. Drexel, you said 
I heard you say many times, you know, Democrats are trying to push their policies and Republicans are trying to push theirs. And I think what we forget is that these are elected officials who are, it's not about what they think that they want or believe that they want, having been a part of Congress for so long, but really it's about kind of turning it around and listening to what middle America or your constituents want or what the majority of Americans want. And what we've seen now is that they haven't been listening, plain and clear, what these middle Americans want. So I think they need to kind of switch the script a little bit and start to listen to what middle America truly wants. And that's why we're in this predicament now. And I think, too, on on the end of Republicans, I think for them it's more about... Um, like responsibility, accountability, I think, in America instead of handouts and instead of, like you guys kind of talked about, well, why don't we just give them more money? I mean, I, I won't even get into what, <laughs> how, this, how this happened with the economic collapse um, in 2008 and the bailout and all, and I agree with you 100% on the bailout, but I think that it's more about feeling empowered. I think that's where America stands right now. And, of course, there's, whole, there's whole, this whole issue of divisiveness with race and everything as well, but that... I don't think that Democrats are listening in that sense. And I'm not turning into a Republican all of a sudden this evening, although it sounds like it. Right, and I think, what, like I said, what people, what people have to forget about, what people cannot forget about the flyover states is that it's so gerrymandered that Democrats don't even have a chance of winning districts unless um, they get out to vote. Like, you had to come out in numbers to actually flip a district that's been gerrymandered to this extent that Republicans are drawing. I mean, we talked on our show last week about the Supreme Court or last week's show on this the show, Supreme yeah. Court case uh, and you're like, Republicans are literally drawing the lines with pushing Democrats out. Mm-hmm. And so people got to start thinking about why they would be doing that and how that's going to affect their vote down the line. Yeah, we sit in California, it's great. New Yorkers, that's great. Washington, all those big blue states that we love so much, they're great, we're safe. But Mill America, to say that Democrats can't listen to, to in Mill America, Democrats can't even listen because they're not even there, you know, and they can't even get they can't even get elected because they've been drawn out. Yes, and I, I think all valid points that everybody made. But we are going to move on because I realize how uh, little time we have left. Um, I want to talk about Harvey Weinstein, and you'd think like, well, what does that have to do with the political show? Well, everything, because uh, conservatives have made that sort of a major issue over uh, ever since these terrible. Uh, allegations against Harvey Weinstein. I guess we have to say allegations. Uh, and oh, no. There's, an aud- there's audio. That audio Did was you hear the audio? Right. No I, well, I'm going to say allegations anyway. No. Uh, because, you know... I, we look, don't want Harvey Weinstein coming after <laughs> I don't, I, want Bob we- I don't want Bob or Weinstein should, coming after me either. So, yeah, <laughs> those are the two people I'm most afraid of <laughs> are Harvey Weinstein and, of Shug course, Suge Knight. Uh, but, and, you know, it's because he is supported Hillary Clinton. So then it turns into this big debate about, oh, I see, so you're going to call out conservatives like Bill O'Reilly, like the tape of President Uh, now President Trump saying something that I won't say because there's a child in the room uh, somewhere. Um, You know, so you'll talk about those things, but you won't when it's a Democrat. So the kind of fun part of that is that Jimmy Kimmel got into a Twitter war with Donald Trump Jr., who was like, yeah, that's very funny. What are you going to say about Harvey Weinstein? And I follow a number of conservatives in the media, and it was all like, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein. I was like, why does everybody have to make so many jokes about Harvey Weinstein? You know, is, is it necessarily funny? I, I don't know. But 
Uh, Hillary Clinton has said she was shocked and appalled by these revelations about Harvey Weinstein. President Obama, his wife Michelle. Uh, I don't know that Bill said anything. I think Bill knows, like, I'm going to stay out of this issue. This is not my territory. Bill's like... <laughs> but Hillary and the Obamas uh, both came out and said it. And, you know, people have to... It's been talked about on these late-night talk shows. And it's just... It's one of those things that it seems like conservatives are like, hey, why are you so hard on Trump all the time? This guy, who is not president... Who, Who's not running uh, for office uh, and is not trying to be on the news himself trying to tell people how to vote. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess they feel like the it's, the, sa- like it's the same thing, you know? And it's... I'm I might sure. be the only one that's going to disagree with all of you guys, but she should have said something the, that day. She should have said, oh, no, no, she should have said something right away, but mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, Hillary Clinton doesn't say anything without running it through a few people and, you know, sifting through, like, okay. Five days, though? Well, <laughs> she's not as young as she used to be. Have you... So uh, I know I, I, I agree. Was I I was I understood the point of like why isn't she talking about it? But it was a big story over the weekend, and you know only only President Trump uh, keeps the machine going all weekend. So here's the here's the thing about coming out and saying something early, um, early. unless they or when, when it, it came out earlier earlier yeah is that at that time there's there allegations and so you make a you come up with a statement and you're like if these allegations are true but uh, and then oh so she doesn't believe the victims right, right. so you have to hedge like i don't want him to sue me for defamation if this is not true and i also you know if i do that by saying allegations, and if they're true, oh, all of a sudden the I lawyer knows off. what I was talking about before. Yeah, that's right. Now I but piss I can off also the people see who where conservatives are coming from because when it has been conservatives, and sh- I don't she remember didn't Hillary Clinton issuing with, a statement on Bill O'Reilly. By the way, right. she, I thought she, she did. did not. Did she? I'll have to look. So, well, somebody in the chat tell us. I would uh, think that uh, the Democrats are not waiting to, to be for to be sure, and they come right well, out. Here's the thing. I I, I don't. <laughs> Listen, Hillary Clinton, first of all, is a private citizen. She can do whatever the hell she wants at this point. Yeah, she's she not, doesn't have to issue a statement she doesn't, on She doesn't have to give a statement at all. Yeah. Um, but it's but good I for her book if right, she does. But I, right. So. But, but here's the thing. I think that the other to, – to, to piggyback on what Chelsea was saying, the other part of that is you – Hillary Clinton becomes the story. Yeah. As soon as she makes a statement. And it becomes less about Harvey Weinstein and what does Hillary Clinton think? I mean, we saw what happened when she didn't make a statement. Could you imagine, had she made a statement that early, we talked more about Hillary Clinton, the media talked more about Hillary Clinton not making a statement than they did about Harvey Weinstein, what was actually happening. So if Hillary Clinton had... I mean, it was about. I mean, about Harvey 50. Weinstein's been I mean, but all it was over a, the place. Yeah, but it was about. And more I mean, women are coming out. Right, but Angelina today, Jolie. but this all happened today. Hillary Clinton came out today, and now that, 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 Focus has shifted just slightly, but it was like, when is Hillary Clinton going to make a statement? It's conservatives. When is Hillary Clinton going to make a statement? Fox News. When is Hillary Clinton going to make a statement? Nothing about actually what actually happened and what actually what, what's actually. Why do they care about what she says? I said she, well, because she, she took told, money from him, and you know, right, I mean, because he was, he was, a, one he was of her, a big donor. Her but he was not. But that's a timeout. Did you just Zach Morris us? Timeout. Listen, the Harvey Weinstein only donated like. Two million dollars to Democrats across the board, and I mean he's this is like less. But he, than, he hosted a lot okay, of her major. But yeah, okay, but, but two million dollars is nothing for Harvey Weinstein. I mean, when you think of the billions saying. of money, billions of dollars he spent bullying Oscar voters into voting for marginal movies, <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. You know, just off the top of my head, and you Paltrow know, so, did not yeah, give him. Spe- yeah, well, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. The the non political side of this is it, it's major stars who are saying it, right. and. 
you know, once you start to hear it, you're like, okay, yeah, I guess... I guess uh, Hillary should say something. But Lady Gothic in the chat had a great point. First they want Hillary to shut up. Then they want her to speak. Make up your mind. Right. I mean, it's it's true. And and Chelsea made a good point on the last show, which was, here's the thing. And and I think she brought it up just now. Harvey Weinstein is not a policy pusher. Celebrities aren't pushing policy out there. The fact that we're spending more time on Harvey Weinstein and the conservatives are spending more time on what Harvey Weinstein's money is going to when it's not actually going to, like, changing policy. It's just going to help get people elected or actual corporation money from corporations and money from the Koch brothers and money from these He has a reason behind giving money to get people elected, Uh, though. Celebrities don't have... uh, What what, what reason do you think somebody in Hollywood would would want to push... Harvey Weinstein doesn't have an agenda. I would think that so he's just giving money. For, I give if money. That were the do you, case when you when you donate money? I give money to <laughs> specific individuals. Do you who, push policy? Of course. Do I, you, if, if I had the money if, to give as much, so as here's this, the thing: I if, would absolutely if, push if policy. If Brooke was donating a two million dollar check, I think somebody I would be just like, be okay, giving it for the host. But, 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 but it's, it's, but it's not a two million dollar check. Out. It's two million dollars over the sure. over a, a course of time. I mean, hundred thousand dollars. If you're not pushing, if you're not, not saying, going to push someone if he doesn't believe in what they stand for or what it is that they're advocating. What they stand for, but I mean, that's like saying Shonda Rhimes, for example, spends a lot of money on Democrats. Do you think she's pushing an agenda? Do you think and she has an agenda other than other, other than, than helping than, people get away with murder? That's what Shonda <laughs> Rhimes' agenda is. Other than, other than I pushing think women's her issues, ideals and her belief system are rooted in what Democrats stand yes, for. Yes, but yeah. to, to the point of policy, to the point of Koch brothers. Maneuvering votes, pushing money around, saying if you don't do this, you're not going to get this. This, that, well, and I third. I don't know about maneuvering. I, I just, votes, I just don't see, think that celebrities aren't a that bright, and b that. And I mean, there are I a lot celebrities. of celebrities who do push specific policies. Well. Yeah, but mostly I mean, social, social but, yeah, issues because yeah. it affects it affects For mostly Hollywood acceptance and love. And, right. Yeah, you know, which is a great thing. But, but it's not. But it's, not, but, it's not, but it's not saying vote for this or you don't get my money. Right. I mean, I, I can't say that. I mean, those even now, happen, even now, I just watched this guy on MSNBC, this mega donor, who was like, "I used to give money to Republicans, and now I'm going to withhold my money because Republicans aren't passing X, Y, and Z that I want them to pass, and they failed on this, with this, that, and the third. Well, did you not just did you did not believe in Republican ideals at all? Well, I just, clearly, I, it's I, obvious. I guess he thought he had somebody who was going to listen. Exactly. To him, so, so yeah. and, I, and I just don't see celebrities doing that. I see. Sheldon Addison, some of the other mega donors doing that. Yeah, but I just don't see celebrities yeah, doing see. that. Yeah, and I and and that's how it became such a major issue. And I mean, you know, Brooke does bring up the point that I just it, it took a fight little... today. So yeah, <laughs> that's right. Hey, I gotta bring some spice because we got bad. Lo- we got some bad spice blood to the panel, and we got bad blood throughout the whole show. It wasn't just at the beginning. We got to just keep it going. Uh, I just so- think that Re- Hillary Clinton, as a Rep- as a Democrat, and and sh- and and. The ideals that she stands for in the Democratic Party, that, that and that fact that she just ran for president and didn't win, she's still a public figure, and there's the, she is, there's still the expectation that she would stand up for those specific ideas, ideals, that she has beholden herself to. So. Yeah, five days or one day just just doesn't matter. It just doesn't right. Make a I difference. mean, I, you know, I hadn't really thought about the fact that the story becomes less about you know Harvey. the fact that you know Ashley Judd has said this and Gwyneth Paltrow has said this. Oh, now Hillary's chiming in. You know, she's like, oh, well, here's what I think. And then yeah. I would say, oh, here she is to make it all yeah. about her. Right, 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 right. But and that's exactly what that, that, that you know it's it's somewhat valid about you know oh how come you know late night talk show hosts aren't making jokes about it. But at the same time, I don't know how funny they thought it was, I guess, is what it came down to. I'm sure that the stereotype is so played out that they've 
Yeah, and, and who's done all the jokes. So, you know, personally, I hadn't heard these kind of allegations, but you know what I did know about Harvey Weinstein? He's an asshole. He's one of the least likable people in Hollywood, allegedly. Uh, but, <laughs> it's too late. you know, it doesn't, you know, this, I, I, this didn't surprise me because it's, it's kind of keeping in character with as much as I did know about him. But at the same time, you know, I don't know, because you hear things about people sometimes. You hear, like, I heard about Bill Cosby a good. 15 years ago, I heard things like that. Not to that extent. I mean, you hear things about Brian Singer. I've heard those things, too. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but it's only so, not so stopping So just because he has that reputation, are you saying? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that, like, that doesn't mean that this story becomes, like, okay, well, we're going to do a bunch of jokes on this now. You know, because... I'm not saying that it couldn't poss- you couldn't f- possibly find jokes that work, but I can understand the decision of like, okay, so this is a guy who has, you know, uh, I, at the on the the lighter end of the scale, just been harassing, and then some of the allegations are much more serious. It's like, do you want to make jokes about that? You know, uh, it's a lot easier to make and jokes about somebody like full on yeah. If you can make complete. jokes about Bill Cosby because he was a TV dad and he was always he was always telling you know black folks you got to not have your pants so baggy. You know, meanwhile he couldn't keep his up. You know, and you just have all these things. You know, people who are like preaching and and, and I, I don't know. I just Harvey Weinstein's like people are like well, let's see how this plays out because I don't know if this is good for my career. You know, right? Yeah, it's sad. Maybe even some of these guys like Jimmy Kimmel are afraid to speak out against him because of the amount of power that he well, has. Well, I mean, I think at this point, I mean, you, here's the thing: once Harvey, I mean, you I mean the time timing is everything. Yeah, and, and and Harvey Weinstein was pushed out on Sunday. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie and these bigger celebrities didn't say anything until today. Yeah, so they knew that he was. Now that he's out, that's it. They're like, okay, they're yeah. like, great. Now, now I'm, I'll now support. I'm not as afraid. Exactly. Yeah. So. To that point of, where was Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow, and well, all those celebrities last week, whereas Hillary Clinton's over there looking like, you know, you're like, oh, why is Hillary Clinton not saying anything? Well, where were those women that were that, that, that went through that stuff last week when those allegations came out? Well, you know, Hillary's going to lose so many movie parts now. Uh, we only have a few minutes, but uh, one thing I, I wanted to kind of end on was uh, Vice President Pence went to an Indianapolis Colts game and more than anything, the fact that he left because some players were kneeling during the anthem, um, that's just kind of, not even kind of, you're just being a jerk. So the Colts organization goes through all of the effort to have you there, and you don't even stay for the game. You know, you're just going to make this big point. Just stay home. You know, turn your, t- have like, a, have like a, a video of you turning the TV off during that. Daddy told him to leave, so he's got to go. Oh, I, I thought for some reason I thought you were talking about his wife for a second. No, that's mother. Yeah, that's mother. I know. So he's got daddy who's Trump and mother who's his wife. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I, I understand why the White House is just hammering home this point on the NFL. Because it's so much easier to generate all this attention if it's that and, and not... Uh, how are people doing in Puerto Rico now? We haven't really heard the last week as much exactly. as we did. Um but I I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, Pence just going at all. It's just, to me, that's just obnoxious, you know? I mean, and he complained about, uh, you know, people trying to talk to him at the end of Hamilton, and he won't even, he won't even stay to watch a football team. I don't know how much he cares about the NFL. That's not the point. It's the amount of effort that goes into having the vice president at something. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been here for 10 minutes, and I'm going to go home now. 
So uh, yeah, that was a waste as, of as Eric Cartman would say, screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, uh, we, only, we only have a couple minutes. So uh, I don't know that we need to dwell on that. Uh, my final point will be something that I didn't expect I would ever say on the show. Uh, poor Rex Tillerson. <laughs> now, the guy's trying to have like a high-level negotiation with North Korea. And we were going to talk about this last week, but we ran out of time. And, you know, he's, he's trying to at least approach his job as a grown-up. And you think what you want about Rex Tillerson. And he's got Trump saying, like, hey, don't talk to Rocket Man. He's t- totally sticking with that nickname, even though it doesn't work. Uh, it's a waste of time. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my job here. And, it, of course, it, the media will focus on the fact that he... I don't, I don't believe he called President Trump a moron to his face, but he referred to him as a moron. So, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, it's fun, but at the same time, it's like, all right, so you're just going to just get in the way of people that are actually trying to do their job. And I know that North Korea has kind of been on the back burner because the NFL is the real enemy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Chelsea, you again, this isn't about Rex Tillerson, but what, do you, what are these people going to do if Trump just won't, you know, he'll just basically contradict all of their efforts on a tweet? I have no idea. Did did they not know what they were getting into to be in bed with this guy? <laughs> well, I mean, you have to figure they're, you know, I think when you're first in bed with him, you're probably like, oh, it's all right. But I mean, ask Ivana and Marla Maples after a while. <laughs> and I only mention that because somebody criticized the fact that I mentioned his ex-wives a couple weeks ago. It's very funny that he has two ex-wives, uh, two you know, tabloid star wives from the late 80s and early 90s. So who it's started, kind of funny to me. Who started fighting amongst themselves and somebody made the joke, you know, this is what happens when you elect a reality TV star because then now we have the real housewives of Trump land. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, yes. We only have a little bit, uh, about a minute, but uh, Drexel, you looked like you had a final thought there. Uh, a Jerry Springer final thought. Final yeah, thought. I was going to bring up the Ivana thing because she's got a new book coming out uh, where she kind of talks about raising, it's called Raising Trump. Raising Trump. And uh, that was not a plug. Um, but, <laughs> Sounded uh, like one. Go, but you go know read, that woman go, raised Go, go read what happened instead. <laughs> you know it was um, her that yeah, raised the kids. Right. Um, but I think that Rex Tillerson, listen, uh, we know why Rex Tillerson and Scott Pruitt and these guys took the job. We, we, we saw today um, Scott Pruitt talk about the war on coal being over. Um, Scott Pruitt has no interest in environmental protection at all. Um, Rex Tillerson came from Exxon. Um, he is more interested in, um, you know, promoting his business and businesses that are just like him um, around the globe. So I think that the reason why we haven't seen a Secretary of State um, like Colin Powell or Condoleezza Rice or John Kerry, Secretary Clinton, anybody else, um, is because their focus was on global issues and advancing the president's agenda that way. And Rex Tillerson, um, I feel like his agenda is advancing his own agenda while kind of advancing the president's agenda. Well, and I think those top tier those top tier candidates maybe are going to wait around for a president that'll actually let them do their job. Um, and and Brooke, I feel like I should give you a final thought. We only have a few seconds, but uh, I want to see Donald Trump and Rex Tillerson go at it at, in IQ an IQ test. test. Yes. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up, yes. I will be there. I'll be taking the test alongside <laughs> them. And, you know, may the best man win. <laughs> Between Donald Trump and Rex Tillerson, who's the best man? 
Oh, goodness. All right. Two well, you birds can, of the same feather. Honey. You can let us know. Uh, we will not be here next Tuesday because I'll be in New York. But the Trump Report will be back two weeks from tonight, October 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. And starting with that episode, you'll find us in After Buzz's Comedy Network. That'll be our new home. So you're not going to find us where you have been. But you know what you should do? Follow at Trump Report ABTV because we'll send the link out and that's where you'll find it. But we'll be on the Comedy Network starting in two weeks. But don't look for us anywhere next week because I'm going to be in New York. I'm going to be far too busy. Uh, for an amazing reason. Yeah. yeah That's true. Uh, my wife wrote an episode of Orange is the New Black, Hello. which will be going into production. So uh, yeah. I'll be uh, oh going there with uh, our so son. Cool. But that's it. We're out of time. So for Drexel Heard at Drexel Heard, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, Brooks Elise at Brooks Elise TV, I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ, and in the booth at Tony B. Dead DED. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.